listening to Bad Bitch Hysteria Radio. And the show starts now. Welcome everyone to episode 12. Can't believe it's episode 12. 12. Oh my God. Of Popping Off Pink. Milestones out here. (laughs) I'm your, one of your co-hosts, Chi Chi. And I'm Kimber. And before we get into today's uh, discussion. Just want to recap our last crazy wacky episode. If you haven't listened or watched yet, it's called Pour Oil. We had a special guest, uh, Lovely Chaos. We got into all things silly and personal um, about, oh my God, everything from maintaining your pubic hair to waxing and shaving and everything in between. All things womanly. <laughs> Um, So definitely make sure you check that out. But today we have a very special guest um, uh, calling in. Her name is Wild B. Yes. Please tell our audience who you are and where they can find you and what you do. Hey. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm Wild B, a.k.a. Wild Beauty. Um, I am a model turned singer well actually a singer turned model turned singer um entrepreneur um i'm getting put into a category by some people as motivational speaker which i dig it i dig it i like to inspire i like to speak my mind and um i'm a mommy yeah um there's definitely more of a range with singing when it comes to expression versus modeling would you say that that's what your experience has been? Well, not, I don't like to, I'm not, I shouldn't say that. It's going to come hand in hand with singing. So I feel like as the more I push my singing career, I'm going to get the shoe deals, calling it now, <laughs> you know, clothes stuff. That's the first one I want. So it's going to come hand in hand. So I'm going to be doing it anyway, but it's not my focus, you know. Modeling and music can go hand in hand as far as emoting and mm-hmm. doing visual work. I'll do it if it's, you know, a supporting role to my passion, which is music. I'm all gung-ho. Like, and that's the thing. I haven't been uh, inspired to do photo shoots. Like, before, I was like, let's do this. Let's do this. Like, I always shooting. Like, there always had to be a camera around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my best friend is my photographer, and we would always make sure he had a camera. Now, I'm like, I'm not doing a photo shoot unless there's a video going around it, unless there's some kind of my music. Like, I don't, mm I don't do it. Yeah, and photographers have been mad at me lately. <laughs> Absolutely, because uh, majority, well, yeah, all of my music is neat memories, flashbacks, replaying oh, stuff that I cannot get out of my head. It's, I just have to get it out. And then me being able to recreate that. So, And I just did my first music video. Oh, my gosh, just being able to see that come to life. It's like I have goosebumps already. Jeez. So it's definitely just a better way for me to express myself so where are you from are you in atlanta right now uh i live in atlanta i'm in myrtle beach right now yeah but i'm from so uh i grew up in orlando florida um i yeah but okay so it's it's a whole it's a whole thing so i was born in chicago Hey, Chateau. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you like that. I had to. <laughs> and then from there, uh, when I was five, I moved to Orlando. And I've been there till like seven months ago. And then I decided to make the move and go 100% go to Atlanta. And I love it. Y'all need to come so I can take y'all out. 
because there's so much culture, so much to do out oh, there. Oh, wow. So what do you like about living in Atlanta, like, once you move there from Orlando? Every time I go, the culture, girl. Like, uh, uh, like my daughter, um, she's brown, she's a little darker than me, brown skin. And, you know, to go to a good school is predominantly white, you know, and she was in a good school in, um, in Orlando. So... About a year ago, she, we went to the store to pick out a doll for her, right? And I was like, which doll do you want? And, you know, she picked out the whitest of the white dolls. And I was like, you don't want, like, one of the brown ones? And she was like, no, I want the pretty one. And I was like, ooh, you know? So, and then a lot of people in Orlando, like, there's not a lot of black people winning. or You don't see it like you do in Atlanta. As soon as we got to Atlanta, people were driving around in these crazy cars, everybody suits, everybody has three or four hustles. And then, you know, fast forward to about two months ago, took her to go get the same doll, you know, went to the store and I was like, pick whichever you want. She wanted the brownest one, the most beautiful one, she said, you know. So her just being able to see the culture out there and see black people winning and see how friendly everyone is, you know, that's my favorite part. Because I know there's so much to do, but I haven't been able to experience it yet. I've been full-time mom, um, homeschooling, and then also trying to pursue, you know, my music and stuff, too. So it hasn't been too much fun and partying, you know. I have to get the work done, and then now when I'm promoting my stuff, I can go out and shake some ass. What yeah. brought on the idea of homeschooling your child? And yeah. what did you find to be the benefits? Um, it is, it is tough. Um, you know, be careful what you ask for type of thing. So I've said, since she was a baby, I've said, you know, after fifth grade, I want to be in a position where I can take her out of school. She'll know her one, two, threes, ABCs and travel with me. So, you know, cause Life treat or teaches you a lot more than school does, in my opinion. And as soon as you got the arithmetic and all the, you know, the basics, all right, now let's go to different places and let culture teach you. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I wanted. And the universe, God, whichever you you know relate to, gave it to me in third grade. So we moved to Atlanta, and I, I wasn't happy with the school that she was zoned for. And I had no idea how long the wait lists were for Atlanta. So I had to either put her in a 2 out of 10 school, which was not going to happen, or had to homeschool. So I decided to homeschool her until registration opened back up, which it just did in January, y'all. I find out in two days what school she going to. I can't wait to send her ass to school, honey. But I mean, we 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 figured out, you know, a method and stuff. We we good now. But so now we know that we can do it. But her ass needs to go socialize, and we need time apart, you know. So, but it, it it's been a learning experience, and you know, I. I I'm I'm happy that we did it because she's uh, grown more into herself, you know. She's really comfortable with herself because she's had a lot of time with herself and a lot of time at home and, you know, just being instilled with our values instead of being exposed to all the kids, you know. So I, I like that because she's going to go she's going to go to school strong, you know. I'm, I'm Yeah. So it worked out. How were you as a child? Like, did you see yourself and your daughter? In middle school, I was a terror. Like, I, I didn't. I, girl, that's why I'm so scared. No, I was just <laughs> rebellious. I was rebellious. You said don't do it. I wanted to do it three times. Listen, like it's mm-mm. so you know. And I didn't really have a, a a relationship with my mom at least where I could come and talk to her. So instead of getting advice from her, I was getting advice from seventh graders. Did didn't know what the hell they was talking about. You know, as clueless as I was. So, whew, I don't know, girl. 
parenting is hard. Tell everyone here, I know we had a couple of conversations about this, but how did you end up becoming a mental health advocate? Okay, well, um, I'll start by saying that I was introduced to uh, mental health issues early on because my aunt um, is bipolar, maniac bipolar disorder, and uh, my mom helped out as much as she could with her. So, you know, just seeing different episodes and seeing what she had to go through, um, hearing her out when she would talk about the medications. Like, my aunt is a really big bright, vibrant spirit. And, you know, the drugs they would give her, she like, Mihai, I feel like a zombie. I don't feel like myself. You know, so just hearing, you know, hearing her side of things and seeing what she had to go through, uh, being close to my cousin who who had to go through a lot of things too. um, You know, that was my first ever experience, you know, as far as mental health. And then, you know, as I've gotten older myself, um, I started to notice when I was modeling that I felt like I was losing a part of myself, a voice, you know. So I decided um, to go to therapy and I realized how much, not just myself, like just my friends, because I'm open about it, you know. We get to this age where we don't really know who we are you know a transitional phase you know like we want to be who we were before but you know we've grown and you don't really talk to people as much you know what I'm saying it's it's a really weird space to be it feels lonely but there's so many of my friends right now that we're all going through the same thing and I realized that being able to go and speak to someone and just you know having someone challenge my thoughts because when when you don't speak to someone you have those thoughts that are just over and over you know and you might not see it from a different perspective you know you Kimber could say one thing I'm like oh shit I didn't even think about it like that you know and it'll challenge everything that I was thinking you know so I I think whether you have gone through something traumatic or not I think going to speak to someone is great for anyone to do and I'm I'm happy that Charlamagne God he's one person who I seen trying to normalize or means make it mainstream that therapy is not a taboo you don't have to be a crazy anything to go talk to somebody and it can't spread your business I love that I will I will sue you <laughs> you know like it is, there's some it's nice to be able to talk to a stranger and tell them how fucked up you was the other night and you know you did you know confess you know I like it. Yeah. I think it's dope. Have you guys ever therapy considered it? While I don't go to therapy, yeah. I have this ability to really look within mm-hmm. and just basically slap myself across the face and get myself together. Mm-hmm. So that's as close as I've been to therapy, but I definitely should mm-hmm. look into seeing a therapist. Yeah, I've been to therapy for a couple years, um, not actively now, but because I had a number of traumatic experiences um, growing up in Chicago, therapy did help me like unravel a lot of those experiences and try to figure out like how some of my behaviors were tied back to that. Because I think a lot of times you go through something traumatic and people see you as normal. And so you just focus on the fact that, look, I turned out okay, I'm good. But then you don't realize how, like, on a subconscious level, some of that trauma could be playing out in a way that you need help, whether you're very impulsive or impatient or your decision-making process or your relationships. Right. I feel like um, while most of my, well, pretty much 
all of my life, there was never any real substantial trauma that took place. But mm-hmm. somehow I developed all these crazy things um, where I could be very impulsive. I could be very overindulgent. I would just, you know, kind of fly off the handle at a moment's notice. And I've had to actively work to refine those things and reel those things in because while my pride was telling me that it's just who I am and people are just going to have to learn how to deal with it, it wasn't healthy and it wasn't working. Mm -hmm. But I would love to like know where those things come from. I'm just not ready to cry in front of people I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's certain stuff that they can point out to you that you didn't even notice that you were suppressing or notice that you were doing. You know, it's just awesome to have a, a professional that has a perspective that can actually, you know, move, help you move forward. So it's helped it's helped me for sure. So but even if you have trauma or not, I, I think it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the now that I've not been in therapy, the thing I try to focus on the most and I, I'm successful or unsuccessful, depending on the day, is just trying to figure out when I do get really upset or something's troubling me, how to not react, maybe right. take a break from social media, right. but just like recenter, recentering myself, whatever that takes, walking away, walking in nature, sitting in the tub, whatever, but like always coming back to recentering yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a great thing to do. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that they need it. Exactly. And that's what I feel like a lot of friends my age, that's what we need. Like we just kind of everywhere, you know, we don't know what's up or down and recentered is like the perfect word to describe it. Mm-hmm. Cause you can work on physical all you want, but if you don't keep that mental right, you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> You're not going to make it. <laughs> Yes. So when stuff happens, like we just talked about, that kind of pulls you out of your center, like how do you deal with that from a mental health perspective? Because I think you had a re- an incident recently with the police I'm down there. I'm traumatized. I'm traumatized. This incident actually happened in uh, Orlando. So um, I, me and my daughter went down to Orlando to uh, have her little birthday party. Um and so I was out there, all my, majority of my best friends are out there, I have like two or three best friends out there, one's in Atlanta. And we went out um, to a place called Shots, downtown Orlando. Um, afterwards, we were parked over by Lake Eola, so we went to just go hang out. There was this swan that I really liked, so I went to go check on it, nerd shit, I don't care, sue me, or fight me. Um, so we went out there, we were just, you know, just chilling, just talking, having a heart-to-heart. So we uh, walked back to our cars, and we, I went to go sit in his car, um, and we're just having a friendly debate. So two officers on bikes come and um, come up to our windows. So I rolled down the window, and he was like, ma'am, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, we're just having a friendly debate. Because I thought, because we were like, you know, we was doing all this, you know, we was talking shit to each other. Um, and I was like, no, we're good. We're just having a friendly debate. Don't worry about it. You know, I was completely, you know relax everything so I wasn't you know because my dad was telling me like maybe he thought you were in trouble I'm like no he couldn't have because I was cracking up and be like nah we good we good you know so I rolled the window back up we keep we start talking again two minutes tops pass they come back so me and my friend start rolling down the windows both sides I'm like what's going on we told you we're good and I see in the in the mirror behind that three or four are behind us I'm like oh shit and I look to the left again all of them are on bike. 
all over my bike. <laughs> no, I know. They was deep. We had 20 officers up there. 20 officers. So I see the more starting to pull up. I'm like, oh, hell. So I'm like, what's going on? And they start to explain to us, like, oh, there's a call that said that there's a black man in a black jacket with a gun. He fits the description. I'm like, the club just let out. You know, it's cold as hell out. And you know how many people have black jackets on? I was like, are you kidding? So I'm over here. I start I start going back and forth with this officer. And the other officer is telling him, you know, put your hands up. You know, so he's, he has his phone in his hand. He starts putting his hands up. They're like, put it on the steering wheel. He's like, okay, I'm going to record. Is that okay? So he starts to put it to live. And they're like, no, you can't. He's like, okay, I'm putting my phone down. He's making sure he's vocal about everything he's doing. He starts to put his phone down in my direction. I know he was doing. So I'm starting to reach for it. And they open his door, grab him out the car, and throw him face down on the floor. So at this point, I start the live. I start going slap off on these officers. I don't know what devil came over me, but I was going off on them. So uh, fast forward a little bit. They arrest him. They have him on a curb. I start talking to the commanding officer. And um, I just want to <laughs> let y'all know, I was very aggressive and I was yelling. I just want that to be clear because of how the story changes. So I finally get to talk to the commanding officer, and um, he's like, well, ma'am, someone said that a woman from a white BMW, that was me, and then a guy from a silver car walked in this direction. I'm like, why is that a crime? He was like, well, actually, ma'am, they said that you had the gun. I was like, if that's so, I haven't been searched. I haven't been detained. I still have my purse on me. I'm the one who's the most aggressive in this situation, and no one's scared that I might still have a gun on me. I was like, y'all specifically came back for him to look for drugs, which he does not do, and a gun, which he does not not carry in Orlando or Florida is an open carry state so that's not even a crime and you need to let me know what the crime is you know so at this time we like I said there was 20 officers around they start riding off little by little and I'm like no I want all y'all fucking information and I'm like all oh, y'all bring y'all ass back here there's 20 officers we got three cards out of all that so there's been a complaint filed yesterday my friend um, Superb went to go file a complaint yesterday. He went to the hospital the next day because he already had a bad back and he had shoulder and back pain from the way that they treated him. Like there was three or four officers on his back. And he was like, he was like, you know, because we talked that, that whole night. We stayed up to like six in the morning because we was just so shook by it. Yeah, he was like, I, he was like, I thought I was gonna die. He was like, when they pulled me out the car, I saw somebody reach for their gun. He's like, that, he's like, I was like, I'm not resisting. I don't have anything. I'm not resisting. He just. He just laid there. I was like, that's so crazy. But yeah, we we going after that ass, OPD. We going after that ass. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really hard watching that, just like the whole Sandra Bland thing, because I unfortunately had an incident with the Oklahoma uh, Highway Patrol. I was driving by myself uh, from Oklahoma to Chicago. I was actually coming from Texas. And I was stopped. My car was searched. They even got the dogs involved. Um, they said that I had drugs in the car, which I did not. Um, and they ended up putting me in the back of the squad car for over an hour and a half. Um, mm -mm -mm. I just kept saying, you know, people are going to be looking for me. You know, my grandfather's retired cop. And eventually they let me go. But I basically cried myself drive you know the whole drive back um and i did of stop course. and rest yeah but i was only able to rest when i stopped i wasn't able to sleep and so 
I'm so glad that you and your friend are taking steps to report this and work with the right folks because I was just so shook and so traumatized. I was terrified um, to report it. And when I talked to my aunt that lives um, in that area, she said quite a few Black people had been stopped in that same area of Oklahoma and they were either never found, disappeared, or they were, yeah, they had been waiting trial like up to two years. I was very blessed and thankful I got out of that. Yeah, you were definitely protected by something divine. It's just crazy the way they feel the need to essentially torment people because that's what they did to you Mm -hmm. by holding you in that car for an hour and a half. Like, you know, it makes you feel like death is imminent because they have guns on them. They now have this national, if not global, reputation of being trigger happy. And you're literally just hanging in the balance for an hour and a half, not knowing what's going on. I just, it drives me crazy because they're so inefficient, you know, like they're pulling up on Wild B with bikes for no real reason. They don't have a clear cause or description or any real thing to go off of. They're just, I guess, using a hunch they have. I just, I want to know what makes police act the way they do it doesn't hit till it happens to you Mm -hmm. and we're just we're getting with whoever we need to get with in orlando we've had a lot of helping hands a lot of people reach out to us so we can compile these cases because we know there's plenty of of cases um my friend who i grew up with i used to do music with miles uh he has an organization called let let your voices be heard and he has he has a few cases. He went with Superb to go file the, the police report. And he's like, it's okay. Because they're like, oh, it's going to be a long process. We get complaints. Like, that's all right. We just need documentation. And we're going to keep putting together all the cases that, you know, because it's, it's, it's happening too often. You know, and that, that's what, what you were saying. You were by yourself. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, what? I, like, I, I cried at him all. And I was like, what if I wasn't there? What if the camera was never turned on? Because in the video on my Instagram, you see the officer throw or hit my camera down. Like, if y'all not doing nothing wrong, what's the problem? You know? So, like, I was, what if I wasn't there? You would be there by yourself. You know, I'm like, there's so much more that could have happened that night, you know? So it was scary. And on top of that, they never searched me or the car, even after we gave them permission. I feel like this is all too common. Have there been any other folks that have reached out to you um, once you posted your story online or on Twitter and Instagram? Many people. I had so many people reach out to me, like just so hurt and saying, this happened to me. This happened to me. You know, and I heard so many different stories and so many other people who because I did a, a motivation Monday afterwards and um, I was talking about something that I've been talking to my close friends about, which is, you know, getting acquainted with my purpose. And one of the things that I felt like was my purpose is because I, I have a huge male fan base, you know, and men, especially black men, feel like they have to be a. Uh, entertainer they have to be an athlete they have to have all this buku money to be desirable which is wrong you know and i was just pushing that you you can be a politician you can have a voice for your community you can be a lawyer you can be a judge that's desirable that's sexy as hell you know i would love to go see your sexy ass go debate somebody goddamn you know that would turn me on 
You know, like, just, that's what I feel. I feel I have to push and let y'all know there's not one way to be desirable. Like, we need to step up as a community and have more um, people of color to represent our voice. Because, you know, the marches and the hashtags are just going to keep going. And there's not going to be any real concrete anything done because we don't have the proper people in the right places to get some shit done. So I, I had a lot of pe- a lot of people reach out to me about that, inspired to, to do that, and I was just asking people what their purpose was. So I had a lot of a lot of people just telling me what they were trying to do as far as their purpose and stuff. So it so everything happens for a reason. Thank God nobody was seriously hurt, but you know, um, him and I have a big enough platform to you know shed more light on it, and we are because he he was like you know I don't I don't think I want to say anything. You know, I'm going to be a target, which he went and switched his car. He just got a brand new car because he, he's scared of being a target. He's at the car dealership right now. So he's like, you know, uh, he's like, I'm going to be a target. And he was like, it's just another day as a black man. I'm like, no. I was like, what's the point of us having these platforms? If, some, if there's an injustice, we're just going to be quiet. Like, we can do all the fun shit. We got to do all the hard shit, too. You know? And I think it was just nerves for him. And, like, he's definitely, like, being more open about it and stuff like that. It's it's a power they do like power trip. It it seems like like I feel like there's definitely there's a race thing, but not not even just that. They they feel like they are above everyone else, period. Because the officer that threw him out the car and the officer that was most aggressive with me was black. Everyone else was white. So it it's more of a, a privilege thing, not not white privilege, just privilege, period. You know what I'm saying? I'm just curious, how did you, or I know you're still in the process of doing this, but how did you take this incident? How do you plan to turn this or flip this into a positive? Man, well, I cried a lot that night. I ain't gonna lie. But uh, I talked to my stepdad um, that morning, you know, and he was just telling us about his experiences and what we did right and what we did only wrong because it's not safe to do it around them. You know, so speaking to him and getting his wisdom and, you know, getting getting to to pick his brain about it really helped me. So just talking to someone and then also and then also just being able to, like you said, flip it and kind of uh, use it as a teachable moment, because I know I did not act the right way in that situation at all because <laughs> I was going off on those. I was, he was like, you better not spit on me anymore. Because I was yelling. I was like, I'll do whatever I want to you. Like, and they were. <laughs> so it was a teachable moment for me um, to keep calm, which my friend Superb kept calm. Um, and I feel like, <sighs> so the next day I went to Chipotle. You know, the police love to be up in Chipotle. And I So, I ain't gonna lie, I felt disgust, and I don't like the word hate when I seen saw them. And that's just me being honest with you. So, uh, the, the man who I was telling you about, my dad, it's my stepdad, my papa, I call him papa. Um, my dad, my biological dad, is my spiritual warrior. And he says whenever you feel certain kinds of things like jealousy, hate, or anything, those are spirits. And you have to banish them from your from your temple. So I don't want to have that in my heart. I have never, I have not, I've never, I haven't felt that in a long time. So me, I had to check myself. 
you know? And I told myself, I felt it. I, I felt it. And I was like, damn, I don't want to feel that because I have a lot of friends, very good friends who are officers. So it's not every officer that's acting like this. It's not every officer. Right. It's just certain people, you know? So I've just had to check myself and remind myself that it's not all of them because what, what good am I if, if I'm going to, you know, put everybody into this category, just how they do with black people, just how they do with women, you know, like, it's not fair. So I just kind of got to, I check myself a few times. I want to know what makes police act the way they do. And I can't help but feel like it's because a lot of them are short, that they're so aggressive and assertive. (laughs) And, you know, as men who have height challenges i feel like they tend to overreact the most how tall were the cops that you were dealing with uh how <laughs> uh he had to be five nine ten ish why you like him tall <laughs> what you asking for uh <laughs> me too i like to climb i like to climb i ain't gonna climb that one though <laughs> you can have that so let me ask y'all, because I felt this too, like before you, this incident even happened. Do y'all be nervous when the police come around? I don't be riding dirty. I don't be doing nothing. All Everything works on my car. Like, I still get nervous. I'm pretty indifferent when it comes to police. You know, I've been in situations where a car I'm in has been stopped and I just keep my eyes straight and I don't really acknowledge them. Even when I'm, you know, on the train or whatever and they happen to get on, I just act as if they're everybody else you know like I'm just very indifferent I'm very unbothered yeah I agree I normally agree with Kimber um I was indifferent as well and then about a year ago I moved to this neighborhood that we're in now and there's literally a police station around the corner and I've lived in other places where there's police stations but this particular one there's always like four or five at least just kind of standing outside And you have to walk past them to get to the train. They don't move out of the way. Um, So when I had family visit, um, I would walk them. When I first moved here, I'd walk them to the train and walk them back. And nobody questioned it. But it's just unfortunate that I even have to think like that. Yeah. Because ultimately, they're just people too, you know? Right. But they have this privilege. Yeah. It's a mess. And this is what's allowing them to do what happened to to you and your friend down there in Orlando. And, you know, God only knows. Yeah, I definitely had an experience when I was vacationing in Florida with um, my aunts. And one happened to pull up on us and we were in two separate cars. So we drove up to see if they were okay. And the first thing he says was, I could have shot you in the face. Don't do oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like they're just, they just do too much for me. Girl, I was mean mugging Chipotle. I was like, <laughs> I was mean mugging. Oh my gosh, so you were mean mugging in Chipotle. And I had a few shots in me too. Really like living up to your name. <laughs> See, Jesus. <laughs> well, it sounds like the whole incident was um, really unfortunate. Yeah. And what messed up, what sounded like started off as a really great night i'm still tripping over the fact that there's like a police cycle gang down there not to make light of the situation (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And the thing is, we were having such a great night, and we was, like, really having, like, some really deep conversations. It just really caught me off guard. And we had some some shots, too. Like, like how dare you? You know what I'm saying? Like, parked. <laughs> 20 bikers. Caps big as hell. Shit. Pedaling around. Yeah. <laughs> So I've always been been a free spirit. Wild beat, like okay. Now when people hear or think of wild beat, they think like girls from wild. <laughs> but it's not that kind of wild. It's more like a free spirit, and I've been a free spirit since forever. Mm-hmm. So my best friend's mom, I call her Auntie Tanya. She noticed that right right, right away. Um, so she would call me Wild Beauty, and then as I got I like music and I started growing up, it kind of just you know wild beat. Yes, here for it. Do you see any of Wild B in your child? <laughs> That's a good question. Is she? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's very opinionated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and she got a mouth on her, y'all. She she got a slick mouth. Oh. She's very intelligent, though. Yeah, yeah she she'll, seems very she confident. In my place. Yeah, she left like a little voicemail for me around her birthday oh, and I was goodness. like oh my gosh she's like so confident I love that and like Very it seems well like spoken. she has a good like to be so young like she has a good sense of her own identity and that's a beautiful yeah. thing to instill in young black girls confidence yeah. self-awareness you know so when she does go out into the world people won't be able to pick her apart with their little bullshit mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. lovely And for her to understand those people that do pick you apart, what's wrong with them? Right. You know, that's another thing. The like Mm -hmm. the know how to understand that you have to look at who is saying what they're saying, so you can figure out why, and you don't take it personally. That's a Mm -hmm. big thing that we have to all understand collectively that a lot of people don't. She actually said something to me along the lines of something about a, a lot of she wants a lot of money or what you say something about a lot of money or money can buy anything I was like no it can't buy loyalty love or happiness and she's like well mom you just got that's what you said right? <laughs> yeah she, uh, she was just like well mom if you just give it to people they'll give it back and I'm like that's true right? oh you know, most most of the time you know it's just simple little stuff like that it's like you know most people will I was like but you just gotta keep eye out for people to take advantage of it right because not it's and not guaranteed it should be an yeah, equal exchange but that's never guaranteed but by leading by example you have a good shot yeah definitely what is it like though on a day-to-day basis for wild b what's it like living wild that should be a reality show (laughs) living wild i like that hell yeah claim it (laughs) um so a usual day-to-day is a at home school autumn my daughter she it's a like a virtual thing Mm -hmm. so she does homeschooling from about 8 to 11 um, I usually am up, my sleep schedule is crazy. I'm usually up to about four or five, you know, in the morning. Oh my God. Um, whether, whether I'm doing writing, whether I'm doing some kind of like back end business stuff or recording because I have a home studio. Mm-hmm. And she understands that. I, I have her, her breakfast ready to go where she can make her own cereal and stuff in the morning. So from eight to 11, my ass is sleep usually unless <laughs> I have a uh, vocal lessons or something. Um, and then after that we do, um, we do some of her assignments. Um, I've changed so that my vocal lessons could be after her, her little schooling and stuff on, on the computer because she likes to tag along. 
Um, so I do my vocal lessons, and then I'll go to choreography, and then I will be back home writing or doing mommy duties again. Um, if I have a networking event, I'll be going there. My, my schedule is really flexible, mm-hmm. you know. So if if I my main thing is her right now, so yeah. My during the day is all her, and then my good friend Brittany helps me out with her. So if I have any networking stuff or I have to go to other studios to record or events, I'm, I'm free to do that. And most of those are during the day or like from six. So, oh, yeah, so you're not wilding out. You just wild. Yeah, no, no, no. but it gets it gets chaotic. You know, like when when I have certain things coming up, like there'll be like weeks where I have shoots back to back. I think you gonna have trouble in high school, but I like chaos. Like yes. you know, having to do video shoots, interviews, and like when I go, I go. Yeah. Shit going off at yeah. once, yes. Yeah, like when you, this is downtime, but you ask me that in three months, I'm gonna be like, I was here in this city, and blah, blah, blah. I, I love to bounce around. That's awesome. So you mentioned most, you have a strong male following. How would you describe your female um, fans? Quiet. (laughs) Quiet? Well, we know what that's like, don't don't we? They start, they start to come out the woodworks. They are. Um, I, I would say that I don't, I don't know if I, okay, when I would go out, I would say that I look mean. I was like, you know, so I don't know if it was intimidating or yeah. like that, but if, if, if I start speaking to, my, to someone, I don't mind having a conversation at all. You know, so I would say that my close girlfriends that I've gotten over the year are like an image of me. They're all free-spirited, mm-hmm. all like goal-getters. Like, I'm so proud of them. I have like a, a girl group called Bay Boss ass entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I'll, they're outspoken. Um, so if I would, if I would have to say like my female fan base, they quiet right now. They coming out little by little, you know. And now that I'm starting to engage more and talk more, you know, um, they're starting to come out. And I would, I would definitely say that those are the kind of women that I attract. Yeah. By, you know, the ones that are around me right now. Mm, that's so they're observant. Yeah. Um, so for any new Wild B fans and anyone listening, what would you say? you know, your female fans in particular could learn from you and, and watching you? Um, to not give a damn about what anybody says, you know, and to be a woman of your word, you know, and, and show you niggas how it's sorry. No, no, let it fly, it's fine. Because, like, I can't stand, I can't stand a man not being a, a man of his word. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say you're going to do something, back it up. I was like, okay, since y'all boys can't do it, I'll show you how to do it then. And I strive to be a woman of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm. you can take that check to the bank and cash it. Okay, now. Here for you know, it. So just being uh, comfortable in your own skin, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if you want to, and I, I've been like this, it's not after I got the boot job, okay. I've been like this <laughs> since I was literally, I can show, send y'all pictures, five, six years old, Walking around the house naked just because you know what I'm saying. You're for it. I'm, I'm serious. You're preaching Being to the choir. <laughs> My mom oh, had a little boombox in the shower. Next to the shower, Whitney Houston. I used to be singing and dancing like, well, girl. So I've always been really comfortable in in just my own being, you know, and um, just being very spontaneous and just living in the now. And uh, I, I live for memories, you know. Even though I can't remember shit. <laughs> But I, I do, I really do live for, like, the hype right now. What can I do right now just to, like, take this all in or, you know, really take advantage of what, what I'm at right now? Right. 
No, we feel you. We've been outspoken about some things and um, we've had some women who were like, oh, you probably shouldn't have said that or that's going to rub someone the wrong way. And then when they see that it becomes a conversation, then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad that you guys like spoke up on that. So, yeah. The thing is, if you say something from a place of love and that's. That's, I always make sure I'm saying something from a place of love. Even if I'm giving you criticism, it's because I love you and I want to see you grow. I'm never saying nothing to anyone right. I, I, from a nasty place. Like, you're never going to get that from me unless you're a police officer. <laughs> harassing me. <laughs> you know, other than that, I'm always going to be out of place out of love. And even that was a place out of love for my friend. Yeah. You know? So you're never going to. So. That's great. So explain something to us because I've been watching you for a minute now. Are all of your fans considered the pervs, or is that a special class of fans? <laughs> okay. Listen, all right. So I um I went to uh, New York and I had to sit down with Gary V. And um Gary V. Talking about Gary V. Girl, I love him. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. He dove in my DM and he was like, "If there's anything I can ever do to help you." Let me know. I was like, shit, can I get a sit down? He was like, okay, when are you coming to New York? So my, one of my girlfriends who was in the Bay group, she had, she just had her grand opening at her gym. That was her goal for uh, 2018. And then, and come January 2019, she signed the lease. Mm. And, you know, we're having the grand opening in February. So anyway, we end up, uh, I end up going for her grand opening and I let them know that I was going to be there. And we, we had to sit down and, um, he was just saying, it came from your modeling, you know? And it's going to be really hard to transition, but you have to transition, and you have to do it every single day. Right. And he's like, and you have to just, you have to let them know, like, there's, there's this elephant in the, in the room, and we're going to address it. Okay, you guys are here for this, but this is what I'm doing now. So if you support me, love me, and want to grow with me, then, you know, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when he, I got that advice, and I kind of just put it in my own words, and, and that's where the whole perv and promote thing came from. I was like, look. I get it. We some perverts. We can do that. But if you're going to be my pervert, I'm going to need you to promote too, you know. Yeah, I, I pay up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, it got people riled up. But my, my fans' names are my wild beauties and my beasts. Okay. But, you know, pervert promote is just like, you know, a call to action. Gotcha. Yeah. I love that. Pervert promote. <laughs> Well, she's not just Wild B, the singer, the actress, the mommy. She's a visionary because we had a conversation, the three of us, and you were talking about the the uh, Rock Nation brunch mm-hmm. and how that was yeah. such a beautiful visual. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just seeing all those black people, it was heavier on black men, you know, coming together. Mm-hmm. And you black. said something I had not thought about because I've seen the, the visuals posted everywhere i saw a little bit of video mcmill shared and this person shared yeah. you said i would love to oh, see yeah. something like that in the future with women from our industry coming together and having like our own yeah. version of like the rock That'd nation brunch yeah. do we think that can happen i mean there's like there's gotta be i think what i think like the real thing would be unification on all fronts because those right. things do exist, but it's like in the church or in the sororities. There's mm-hmm. cotillions for this and that. Mm-hmm. Like Oprah has her thing with her elite dinner of elite but it's women. There. 
Yeah. Those are our examples. Right. You know? But it's like, it would be amazing if we could just, I feel like for us, it's always like there's separation, you know? There's like division. I feel like there is, but I feel like that's changing mm-hmm. because um, I, I feel like it's a lot more, I feel like we're going down that path, you know, because I see down my timeline, a lot of girls, we don't want to argue no more. You know what I'm saying? There are girls, I see a lot of girls that are still dependent. <laughs> you know, they still do like the love and hip hop stuff and yeah. you know, that's their oh, lane. So I've seen a lot of female rappers, um, The Stallion, Natalie Munch, uh, Cash Doll, like everybody's like really getting tired of that, really getting tired of being put, you know, like, like that stigma on us. Mm-hmm. Like, and even like the girl groups that I have, like we, we said all the time, like shit, if that's the case, then, I mean, who are we? Just some damn unicorns? Like, we can't be the only ones. Right. You know? Like, I, I feel like we're going in that direction. Like, that narrative is being pushed of we can't support each other and we can all be successful. I, I've been seeing a lot of different interviews from girls in the indus- industry or entertainment industry that are saying that they want to, you know, change stuff. Mm-hmm. They want to support because there's enough money for everybody. You know, we can all eat. We can all bounce each other's followings. You know billions of people You're, in the world. So what I'm, I agree with you, what you guys are saying, but when I think back to that specific brunch and that specific moment, being honest, one of the things or two of the people that made it so powerful where you had these big heavy hitters, Jay-Z and Pete, I'm sorry, Brother Love, Eddie, <laughs> Whatever. And then you had, <laughs> and then you had the people under their wing. So the equivalent of that, I hope you're listening, Beyonce, would be like Beyonce, and then artists that she's taken under her wing, and then you know yeah. folks like us who are part of the media yeah. and part of entertainment. Um, I think to your point, it is happening with like the Cash Dolls and you and uh, Rico Nasty, one of my favorites, and some of the other uh, Megan The Stallion, but. The equivalent would, really would be the power brokers there, Absolutely. and us all being in the same place. Yeah, I hope to see that because if it doesn't happen with them, we we just won't have to wait till we the heavy. Pretty hit. much because when I'm the heavy hitter, it's see you happen, at the you know? top. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because I plan to get there. So if it got to start with me, it can start with me. But I hope that's not the case. I hope. I got these notifications. I hope I hope one of them does it. I I wonder if Beyonce would do that. She seems just very to herself. I don't know if she's protecting her energy or always. She was. I mean, she was there. But that's like you know, she's just very. She's just so reserved. You know what? I think she's what kind of how you describe your female audience members she does protect her energy but she's super observant because if you heard the interview with ryan destiny she was saying beyonce just came up to her she didn't even know she was around and i've heard other similar stories so it's like i think she sits back and observes yeah and then she's like she's like i I like her i like wild b and then she'll just pop up behind you and like tap you on the shoulder but she wants to make sure that you're worthy of that time and that energy but i mean i feel like she's at a point where and she knows the people she she has to know a handful of people yeah who have good energy you know and out for a year or two i was kind of standoffish too because i wanted to protect my energy but that's not i don't feel like that's the best way yes you have to be um you have to be cautious you know but once i know that you good energy i'm not going to continue to 
shelter my family right. away from you. If you already good, I know you good. All right. You know someone who's good? I trust your judgment. All right. You good? You know, we keep building, you know, and, and going from there. That's why I want to do a, a play day at my house in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Me and Autumn and Brittany have been talking about it and just bring a bunch of girls around and we just have to do makeup, Ooh. have mimosas. Uh, stripping great. I like this. <laughs> just, get, just get pampered and get cute. And I already know my friends have good energy. Yeah. And you know, I trust them, you know, and just yeah. kind of do it from there. I think yeah. it needs to happen. It's going to happen. Man, I should have one too. I yeah, like that. Slay Day. Yeah, slay yeah, Day. Yeah. We, what day? I, look, I'm definitely down to do it at some point during the summer. I got a deck summer out here that now. I have yet to use. And I'm definitely down to come to Atlanta. Um, yes. Just anytime during the summer, really. Period. Okay. Period. 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 <laughs> Period. We this summer. We had a mini slay day our first one, uh, right, uh, like the early March, early March. And I had a few friends that came over and just the feedback from them, because we were already going to do it in the mm-hmm. house, you know. Yeah. Just, you know, me, Autumn, and my best friend. But, you know, my friend, she told me she had been struggling with being censored and she was like man this really helped it felt like a self-love day where i just got to do whatever i wanted you know mm-hmm. i did her makeup or whatever she got to try different stuff you know yeah so i think it's, it'll do something even more than just us bonding it's gonna you know you putting back into yourself absolutely so, yeah yeah you mentioned so, some ladies so megan the stallion are there any other um, female hip hop artists, either that's current or that you grew up listening to, that made a huge impact on who you are now or how you see yourself? Um, hip hop. Lauren Hill is the first. Yeah, I, I love her. <laughs> I, I love. Oh my gosh, I love Lauren Hill. I want to meet her. Erica Badu. Does she count? Yeah. Erica Badu. Yeah, Erica Badu like, was on the ones and twos at the BT yeah, Cypher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Them two are popping out to me um, just because it gives me flashbacks to my childhood. Like, my mom used to have to drive like an hour and a half to her soccer practice, and that's what we would listen to right. all the way down. Um, I, I'm really, I'm really, uh, as far as now, I'm really feeling Cash Doll and her energy. I do, you know yeah. Like I, I don't feel like she's gotten that hit yet. She, she got bars. Right. I'm, I'm rooting for her. I, I know it's gonna come. You know what's funny? Of time. Some of the newer, like Rico Nasty, I've been on for a minute. I have not really listened to Cash. Nasty. Oh, yeah, listen yeah. to Blocklist. You would like that song. Oh no, don't you? <laughs> I'm telling you, listen to Blocklist because you'll be like, okay. that fits you too. Oh, I thought you was about to block me, girl. <laughs> No, oh we're doing God. a slay day. No, but Cash Doll, I've been watching her, you know, not listening to her music. And what you just said, I was like, it kind of makes me want to go listen to her now. I watched her behind the behind the stage at the recent uh, Meek Mill and her concert. And just the way she was interacting and, and that type of, I was like, oh, okay, I she's like her. so fun and her spirit. Yeah. Like, right, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the kind of person you want to be around. Another, you know? Yeah. I, I think she's dope. Um, I think I think Cardi's doing her thing. Um, I was raised a Nicki fan. You know, <laughs> she said I was raised a Nicki fan. Back and forth about this. That's why I had to go. I was raised on Nicki. Any big, any bitty pig. Oh shit! Sure, you know? Yeah. I, I'm loyal, but <laughs> you don't have to Cardi choose sides. You do not have to I choose sides. To, they, they make me feel some kind of girl way. forget them because i grew up under <laughs> little kim 
And it took me a long time to listen to Nikki. And then it was like, okay, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. And then again, I started watching certain things about how people were, the men specifically were doing her and how she was so outspoken. And I was like, oh, now I see why she had to be like that. And then Cardi, yeah. I watched her before she got on Love and Hip Hop. Just I was sending my friend in Orlando like clips of her. She's like, who is this girl? Because she was just so funny to me. And that doesn't mean we like everything that any of them do, but we don't have to pick a side. Right. I'm right. a fan of all that's three for different reasons. I'm indifferent yeah. to all three. See, yeah. and that's beautiful. <laughs> um, Rap Child has a message. He said, you black women, queens are strength of this world. And I thank y'all for that. I'll stay tuned later and God bless. Thank you, Rap Child. Well, thank you, Kinda. Rap Child 100, keep it in 100. 100. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. But no, what you said earlier about wanting to be around similar energy, the fact that you are so beautiful and you're also intelligent, and I know you have like a lot to say and a lot of knowledge when it comes to like the business side of things, just share with our listeners how you maneuver being like smart and attractive and like, are there certain things, are there certain pitfalls people should look out for? Are challenges that you face because of that? Hey, Scully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very bubbly, uh, but on first impressions or like when I go out somewhere, but Beyonce shit, I'm very observant mm-hmm. to myself. You know, I'll, you know, I'll just be looking around. I, most of the time I'd be in my own world just thinking about random retarded shit, but you know, I'll just be in my own world just, you know, but if someone sparks a conversation, I will speak. As far as business goes, um, I've all, I've always said I want to be the smoking gun. Mm-hmm. If I do my research, I won't, I won't talk about shit that I don't, I've never, not done my research on. So if I'm talk, talking to you, I'm speaking back. Um, um, <laughs> Yo, the challenges, the challenges I had, like, uh, even just moving to like Atlanta, like, I have a following, so a lot of people will try to do favors, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, I've done, like, you know, uh, cross-promotion or, you know, favors and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, I'm doing everything. I'm paying for everything. So it's strictly business. Right. Sometimes you get favors from people. They'd be like, okay, I can try you this. Like, so I was like, nope, strictly business. I'm paying for this. Blah, blah, blah. Nope, that's it. And I still get tried. <laughs> I still get tried. Mm-hmm. No matter if you have, guys don't matter if you're spending money. You, they, you can break bread and they still going to try you. Yeah. And I don't like that. And I am very, very, uh, I'm very sweet. I'm very positive, but I ain't afraid to check nobody, especially if you disrespect me. That's because she was born in Chicago. I'm going to tell y'all that right now. It's something from Chicago, Chicago, like. Yeah. (laughs) Chicago. And and I've gotten really good at checking you and and being, you know, and and being nice about it. Mm, I can relate. (laughs) In a way, you know. Like, I was telling my sister, I was like, yo, since you in Miami, I'm going to have Atlanta unlocking it here. I need you to have Miami unlocked. You know, I was like, you won't be going out with promoters because you're young. They don't want you to come out. Don't have sex with nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, you can introduce friends that you know would like to. Right. That, but you don't have sex with nobody. You need to be the friend. You need to figure out what their goals are and really be friends with them. And if someone um, tries you, be like, look. I ain't like these other bitches. I'll slap you in your shit if you okay. try. Okay. You know? Not a common whore. But, you know, let's go get a drink. <laughs> let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink since you tripping. Or maybe you shouldn't let you drink. You trying me. You know what I'm saying? But, like, playful, but I was, I'll check. 
yeah. serious enough for you'll feel what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. know? But at, at the end of the day, I'll be like, look, it's all love, but you're not going to talk to me. Like right. You're going to have respect for me. Or I feel like people would feel that because... Even if they're kind of shook in the moment, it's like, well, she's like for real. And because how many people would say that? Yeah, she that. obviously can't. When she says it's all love after she just checked me, it's real because she can't love me if she don't love herself and put those mm-hmm. boundaries of respect around herself. And I feel like guys are going to, they're going to test you. Oh, they God. They see how far they can get. Oh, you got to let them, you got to nip it in the butt, you know? If you don't nip it, you're going to keep on getting tried. And yeah. I like to nip. I like how you. I told the guy. Huh? No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I told the guy, look, I'm gonna put you square in your face. He touched yeah! me. Yeah. Smile straight like that. God. I was like, dead in the face. I grew up on box and I was punching. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's true. Like, as I used to be so discouraged by this expression at one point, but you actually do have to treat, like, teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be common sense. It, like it should be common decency, but you know. Ain't no yeah, especially <laughs> my mom like we're, as girls were raised to be seen not heard mm-hmm. that bullshit whatever and you know my my mom is very conservative you know like i was black cheap because i'm not that i'm completely opposite of that you know so i, I went through a time too where i i was uncomfortable but i was more uncomfortable not speaking up you know yeah. i'm one of those people that if i feel something i have to say it and it, it's gotten me in trouble, like, but it's just, I cannot, like, you know, an ex-boyfriend of mine, I know y'all done did this, but I'm not going to cuss him out. I'm not going to say nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. As soon as he comes to the door, let it, I know. <laughs> All the time. So I just, yeah. You have to, like, actively fight to, mm-hmm. because sometimes it's like, you know, I'll be wanting to slap people. We know. And then I'm like... <laughs> Like, That's not know, a secret. <laughs> like, slap yeah. them and then what? You know? It's like, do I want to go to jail or do I want to go home See, for the evening? But it's not worth it. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I have to it's constantly, not- like, fight my impulses mm-hmm. and basically I've, I've my nature. <laughs> I work in an office, so don't even get me you started. You can bounce a head off a cubicle. About it's okay. fighting impulses. <laughs> per my previous email, <laughs> when you know what's going on in my head. But no, I like what you said. Um, I don't know if it was in your stories or you made a video, but you was talking about your best friend and how he really is your best friend. Because I think somebody had insinuated that There's there must be something going on because your best friend is a guy. And I like the way you checked them, you know, lovingly and explained that that's it's like... It's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like me and my... Because I have a few guys who are like really good friends because I feel like... Any guy friend that I have, it's because I see certain qualities in them that mm-hmm. give me hope for my future husband. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, one of my best friends who I went through that incident with, he doesn't lie. He prides himself on being brutally honest, you know? And, like, he, like I've heard him, I've, I've heard him say, like, I'm like, oh, why don't you just say it? Like, nope, not gonna lie, can't do it, gotta be honest. Yeah. He, and he's went through certain things that, you know, he doesn't want to have to lie, he don't want to have to put on the front for nobody, and that's just him doing it for himself. You know, so there's certain qualities in them that I have a level of respect for them that I wouldn't, I would never cross those boundaries, you know? And mm-hmm. I know they wouldn't because they hold me at a level of respect mm-hmm. or, you know, at a certain level. So it's like when someone says that, it's like, damn, like, why don't you feel like he can have enough respect for me or vice versa where we can't keep it just 
friends. You know, friends. They don't you know? have that respect and, for themselves. Right. And mm-hmm. every every male or female relationship does not have to be sexual. Right. You know? And I have yeah. plenty of guy friends to that could back it up, you know? It's just so annoying. Like I told him and the thing is when I go out with my guy friends, don't know if guys be trying to talk to me, I'm like, Come talk to me, <laughs> But I have a question then. Because I noticed, like, a reoccurring thing for me is that a lot of the, well, I guess I do have some male friends. But a lot of the male friends that I do have, there was always that initial phase where it's like, listen, I'm the devil. You do not want to sign this contract and play with me. I'm a better friend to you. Like, how many of those friendships have you had to, like, at any point, draw that line Mm -hmm. and let them know that you're not open to? 60 to 70 percent. That's less than I thought. No, really? Yeah. I think you're being modest. (laughs) No, maybe they just didn't say anything. Right. Or you just encountered some very rare, like you said, people that have those virtues that you can recognize where they didn't do that. Because, like, I. One of my guy friends who told me, he was like, I wanted to bust down on you, but I know I ain't shit. I ain't shit right now, and I know I ain't want to. I'd rather keep you as a friend, right? Than, and someday than perhaps I can be shit. That's worthy of busting you down. Hey, right. I'm not mad at that. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the thing is, like, I like I'm really good to my friends. Mm-hmm. I, I love my friends. I will, I will. Any information that I get that I feel like it, it can help them, I'm gonna give you that information. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no crab with nothing. Yeah. You know, and I, I check my friends, and I like for my friends to check me too. Like we're always feeding each other. You yeah, know? and that's. You don't get that from everybody, you know? At all. So, like, you don't want to mess it up. Like, who, why would you want to? And you, you see, know? I feel like I struggle with that, and I feel like it's the same for you, and even you, where it's like, you know, you meet people and you just want to be cool with them. Mm-hmm. You just want to appreciate them as they are. You're not seeking mm-hmm. to gain anything because you have and you get things for yourself. It's just Correct. a matter of seeing and valuing someone as they are, but. It's like, I don't know. I've been struggling with that because I was the hiding behind a brand that I created. And everyone, even to this day, there's still a a good chunk of my fan base that thinks I'm a man. Um, And then I came out, you know, more on my personal page, which I had private for a long time. And so I'm so enthusiastic. And she knows this. I'm very much an idea person. So I would have these ideas. And then I'd already have like some type of back and forth with someone and they'd be an artist or they'd be some and it's a guy and I'm like hey what about this and then it would like stop it was weird it's like as long as I was posting pictures or posting story they would watch the story yeah. sometimes they comment they sometimes they go and like a whole bunch of pictures but as soon as I wanted to talk I wouldn't even consider it business at that point I'm just bouncing an idea off of you yeah. it would stop and I'm like what the hell am I missing? <laughs> it's just really terrible. When like, I'm just trying to have a conversation. Yeah. A lot of people don't do business how you should do business. Like, like even... Like that even nigga like business we talked about. Oh, God. Like, I, I grew up on contracts. Like, my dad's an entrepreneur. Like my papa's an entrepreneur. So I, no, I love the contracts. contracts <laughs> going things the right way. You yeah. Know, a lot of people don't do business how you should do business. Yeah. Or look at you like you crazy when you ask them to sign something. It's like. Right. Now, (laughs) you don't want to do it, honey. We good. Right. (laughs) Without you. You can't talk business. You just can't keep up. Mm -hmm. You got the same vision as me. So, 
nothing. Yeah, guys are weird about that. Yeah. I'm just like, at this point, should I just have a third party go and, like, ask if they're interested? Because I don't feel comfortable. Well, it's if you don't like to or you don't feel comfortable, I would say yes, but no, because you have value, so they don't have to come kiss the crown. That's no. it. All right, now. Hashtag you want, kiss you the crown. Kiss the crown. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Nothing. Well, speaking of energy, the way Kimber and I um, met was definitely based on some vibe shit. And so then weird. When we connected, you know, via email and we talked for the first time, it's like, you know, I have my little tick and tie questions that I ask folks um, prior to them being on the show. And at some point, I'd say like 80 percent through the conversation, (laughs) you were like, oh, you just have a really good vibe. And I was like, oh, my God, you too. But what what happens when you encounter people, whether it's professionally or like friends, friend of a friend, whatever, where it's kind of like. You're trying because this person introduced you to them or because you kind of started the conversation that you start catching that negative vibe. Like, how do you handle that? Bye. (laughs) You just cut them off completely? I can't fake it. I can't fake it. But, like, mm mm-mm, vibes don't lie. (laughs) I I just can't. I'm at the point where I'm like, well, I can't have that kind of energy around me, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, because I've worked so hard to be, um, you know, at a peace of mind, you know, and just feel the way I feel. Nobody is worth that. Yeah. You know, like, so with love, you can go on your way. If it's something changed, if it's something changes, you know, people are growing. Yeah. You know, I won't burn any bridges ever. I try not to, but, you know, uh uh-uh. No, it's not worth my peace of mind. I don't care who you are, what you can do. You know, if you've done it, I can do it. It don't matter in a weird space yeah and it's not always the right time right right so you know like i said i'm not gonna burn bridges or nothing but if if my blood don't take you that's how i say it my blood don't take you no that's it okay very simple the more we talk the more i'm dying to know what the fuck your sign is yes (laughs) what the fuck is your sign every time time i tell people they're like oh Uh -oh. block me probably (laughs) No, what's up? <laughs> it couldn't be worse than all the rising Scorpio shit just, between the yeah, two of us. Like, my chart is ridiculous. Aries, baby. Oh my oh, god! Okay. Here for it. My dad is an Aries. So is my oldest. So is my okay. crazy ass uncle. And they all have the same birthday tomorrow. Believe it or not. So happy birthday to the three of y'all. One year. What's the twenty-first? Yep. Yeah. On Sunday, the twenty-fourth. Happy birthday! You better do something cute. I always get along along with Aries, but I think that's because Aries is my opposite sign. So while we do have moments where we want to like kill each other, it's never like we're gonna actually kill each other. It's because we recognize that we are complete opposites. Well, I'm a Sag with. Two fire signs. Yeah. And, you know, Fire Nation. That's it. Like, I love Aries. Fire Nation, baby. That's it. That's fucking it. Are there any particular signs that you are partial to when it comes to friendships or dating? Or just everybody's just gets a fair shot? Or do you feel like you're more compatible with certain signs? Who is, signs? like, the worst? Like, what's your worst oh, God. experience? That's what I, I always want to know the worst of everything. 
irritates me the most is tours. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Tours are hard. Adjacents are always Funny hard. Enough. <laughs> Funny enough, at one point, I literally had seven tours in my life. Oh. My wow. My, one of my closest cousins is a tourist. Um, my guy best friend, you know, my guy, one of my guy best friends is a tourist. Did I say the guy I was dating at the time is a tourist? There was literally like seven tourists around me, like close. Mm-hmm. I was like, all of y'all getting on my damn nerves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they, they're irritating to me, but we're good as friends. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're good in doses. Yeah. Know? They're like, loyal. I, I irritate my sister. They yeah. are. They yeah. Are. I irritate my sister because I'm too, like, in her face. Mm-hmm. Like, especially her. Like, I love being in her face. <laughs> but my, uh, my female best friend, Dorian, who I grew up with, um, she is a cancer. Mm-hmm. And we are, she's sensitive, but mm-hmm. a good kind of sensitive. Yeah. 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 So she can hang with you? She that Aries tongue? Okay. She's been, she's been with me for the longest, and she, we know how to deal with each other, you know. Mm. So like, I don't know. It, it's it's like we're very compatible. You have a good dynamic. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Didn't think and then awesome. uh, I think they're the Scorpio, which is the devil. Mm. I think it's a Scorpio. <laughs> men, 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 they don't ruin my life all the time. Haitian Scorpio men will ruin your life. Haitian Scorpio men. Haitian men. That's so specific. Haitian men. Oh my God. Jesus. I wouldn't know. They are delicious. The antics. They are dangerously Sinfully, delightfully crazy. It's like. Oh my gosh. I'm having flashbacks. Yeah, no. We can't talk about that anymore. I can't. Well, I'm going to help the guys out a little bit. Little subtle assist. I've never been with a Scorpio woman before. Oh. (laughs) Wait, what? Scorpio women. Oh, so you so you're like Whitney with the shits, like you're mixy like that, like you like what you've dated women as well. Okay, I'm dated, but, but I'm you're like, open to it. <laughs> she's like yeah, define I've dating. Never, I've never found a, a woman that I could feel like be a, like a, a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not happening. I'm open to it. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Wild B people. <laughs> Wild B. <laughs> What's um what's the biggest compliment you've gotten just bar none? Like some people I've seen, especially women that are more like you that are like uh, that mix of intelligence and beauty, and they're like the the most you know best compliment you can tell me is X versus saying how beautiful I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the most positive person I've ever met. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm like damn, girl, you're a beacon of light. I'm with that. That's a good compliment. What about you, yeah. Kimber? <laughs> Put you on the spot. Uh, I mean, people say sweet things to me all the time. Um, for me, Can't it's listen. definitely when my friends and I will randomly, even if I haven't spoken to them in months, you know, I get a random drunk text. I love you so much. You're the, one of the truest friends I've ever had. Like, that exchange I value a lot mm-hmm. um, between my three musketeers. Mm-hmm. Um, and when someone tells me that they'll give me their soul, that's like, 
Okay. What kind of things you got going on? Right. <laughs> I mean, in some cases, you know, you got to earn it. In some cases, you got to earn You know, you got to earn it. And in other cases, it's offered to you. But you just got to be on a, you know, on a wave, on a certain vibe. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Well, Kate, are you going to tell us yours, too, since you put everybody in the spot? I mean, right. I would say from a friend perspective, what I normally get is that, you know, I'm a calming, which I think is hilarious because I'm a spaz. If you've been around me, I'm like always in different. But people always tell me that they're like, oh, you're such a calming presence. I'm being around you. I'm just able to feel calm. And I'm like, OK. And then on a broader scale. I guess it's that soothing voice, that Jill Scott S voice she has. But for me personally, the biggest compliment I get, I get so excited. Like I'm smiling right now just thinking about it. When I have a concept and someone's like, that's a dope ass idea. Like that is the best compliment because you're actually like listening to me. But for me, as you know, as I just said, I'm social. It's a little bit difficult to get to that point because some of y'all just want to like and like and watch and I was like I have shit to say I have ideas I have things yeah, it's, hard. <laughs> it's not just my chi you know <laughs> but sometimes it really is for a lot of people and those are the That's kinds sad. of people we need to avoid like I when I started right. posting like more art stuff no one like got I never got as much response for my art and it's not to say my art isn't fucking incredible it is but People are always more interested in looking at me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I'm just like... Same thing. I did this. I'm not on Same Facebook anymore. Yeah. But when I was on Facebook, I used to test that theory. I was like, let me say something about an issue that I'm... And I'll be very, you know, eloquent, whatever. You get a few likes. And then I post the next selfie and it's like three times as many likes. And I'm like, what message are... Like, I'm conscious... But what if I was like a young girl? Like, what message are you sending to me right now? You're basically saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. That doesn't work for me. But I wanted to um, talk about... We, we posted a little snippet of your song, Con Man. Oh, gosh. We going to talk about the Con Man? I just want to understand the concept behind it. Because, I, first of all, your voice is amazing. People did not know you were coming on the show. I had posted it on my personal before we started promoting. And they were like, who is that? And I'm like, you'll find out. You'll find out. Just like, All stay the tuned. Like, wow, beautiful. But yeah, so that whole song is just about like um, us kind of like me saying that he conned me at my heart, you know? Yeah. And I, I kind of wish that he would have stole my identity like the scammers usually do instead of um, scamming me out of something that's more sacred. And, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, well, it's a great song and a great story. Mm. Great story behind it. What it's worth, I'm sure it was fun. It was so much fun. We did so much crazy stuff because he was just as spontaneous as I was. We crashed a Fiat Ferrari one time. On yeah, we went to um, where did we go? We went. He took me somewhere in um, Atlanta. We just got lost in Atlanta. Like, I don't remember where we were. It's just like, have you ever had one of those nights where it just keeps going and going? You just oh, yeah. Go with the flow and you just, conversation, like, it's like a blur. That's just how it was for him. Every single time, though, you just get, get lost in each other, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And that's and you turn that into a song. Yeah, it was like a little melody, like you know, like when you're breaking up and you like you be all in your feelings and stuff. And yeah. So I just it was like a little melody, like that I kept singing over and over. And then like he heard me sing it on my social. He was like, um, he DM me too. I didn't even know he had social. He DM me and he was like, oh, I didn't con you out your heart, blah blah blah. I want to be with you. Give me till Tuesday. I'm like, what? What's Tuesday? I have to do anything with it. Like, and like it was just really, really bizarre. Really bizarre. Yeah. Exactly. So what happened, so, yeah, happened on Tuesday? Ain't nothing happened on Tuesday, girl. Oh, nothing ever happened on Tuesday. We never spoke again. Right. Spoke oh, again. <clears throat> the video that you mentioned earlier, is that for mm-hmm. that song or for a different? Mm-mm. I'm thinking about doing a, a video for Con Man. Um, it's going to be like a remix, so. Um, the one that I'm coming out with on my birthday, March 24th, yeah. uh, is a visual mixtape. So it's like nine different songs of remixes that I did. Some of them um, I rewrote some of the lyrics and it, it, it has to do like with some of my exes um, and it's nine different scenes, nine different songs all in one. It's an 11 minute song, mm-hmm. um, visual mixtape only. And that's how I'm releasing it. And I'm so wow. excited about it. Yeah, it was, was a lot of work, but the chaos of making it was amazing. So where will it be released? Where can people... Um, access it. It will only be on my YouTube, and my YouTube is It's Wild B TV. Okay. ITS, because people usually be like, oh, It's Wild B, and they just put Wild B TV. No, the It's is in there. Right. And uh, yeah, so I'll be putting little snippets and stuff actually when tomorrow. No, 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 on Saturday, uh, the 23rd, I'll be putting like little snippets and stuff. And then I have a bunch of like stories behind those too. So I wrote a song about another boy. So I have a I'm gonna be like rolling out the storylines with it too and giving like people the backstory because um every song has like a story behind it. I think it's really it helps it helps the listener uh, wrap their mind around it when you can actually like, you know, lay it out for them like exactly what happened and where it came from and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Girl, just let us know when the documentary is dropping, when the EP is dropping. <laughs> awesome. Okay, gotcha. I'm here for it. Um, so on social is it's Wild B. That's on Instagram and Twitter, and Twitter and Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay, at sign it's Wild B. Mm-hmm. And then for YouTube, it's Wild B TV. TV. Awesome. And my website is itswildbee.com. I like it. Girl, glad you found us. I like you so much. Yes. I love you too. I'm looking forward to the, what did we call it? I'm looking forward to actually seeing Atlanta. Um, yes. okay. I know you're in Virginia right now. And I'm looking forward, whenever you're back in New York, definitely okay. let us know. And I just need to know if things like this in Atlanta are possible. Do they have things like, you know, cinnamon toast crunched breaded chicken deep fried? Like, do they have it? What? If they have it it anywhere, they'd have it in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make some calls. Can I ask where the hell that request came from? (laughs) Somewhere deep in my soul. But, you know, every time I think of 
like Atlanta and other Southern spots, I automatically think the most outrageous, most savory food combinations possible. So and you thought of a cinnamon see. toast crunch. That's what I would do. <laughs> Hell, that's what I yeah. should do. That's what I'm going okay. to do. That. If not, uh, I'll start practicing frying it and things. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't eat meat, but I, I'll I'll practice it and I'll eat. Give me a few months. We'll figure it out. If I right. can find it. The recipe, I'm sending it to you. Oh, my God. And you let me know what's uh, up. Okay. I'm a Pinterest guy. I'm a Pinterest queen. You know? Okay, now. That's, yeah. We see, we have things to do now. Yeah. This is yeah. And isn't there, there is a place in Atlanta that has like milkshakes with like pieces of donuts or cake or something i, I think i've seen that I oh i can't remember the name of it but <laughs> when my girlfriends out there took me to this bakery it, we're talking about the same thing because my daughter got one and it was like three big big ass donuts glazed donuts and her oh, milkshake god yes. that's serious that's like once a decade i I can't remember i'm so mad i can't remember the name of it but i'm gonna it sounds like black tap that's what we have in new york i've heard of it they do like the crazy milkshakes and yeah i'm not mistaken oh i can't believe i can't remember i'm gonna find out they actually did i was because my friend who took me there knows the owner and they did cardi b's cake Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it was for her baby shower or something like that. Okay. So they pop in. They pop in. They do a lot of celebrity stuff hmm. right now. Small a small business owner, black black owned. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. by the Mercedes Stadium. Doing so with like all this savory food, how do you keep your body so together? What do you do? Because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> when I was pregnant, I was craving broccoli, girl, and mushrooms. I, I was raised on healthy eating, so yeah, I know it's weird. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> but I, I, but when chocolate, <laughs> I can't. That's one thing I ain't never gonna give up. But I don't eat meat I, right now. I'm eating fish. I was vegan for a while, but I lost way too much weight. Yeah. So I'm trying to educate myself more on like how I can be vegan and still maintain weight. Um, but right now I'm, I'm more um, pescatarian. Yeah, and I love vegetables and chocolate. Those things. I love veggies. I just can't give up chicken. <laughs> I, no matter how hard I try, I chicken can't. was my last thing. That see, like, everyone oh says that God. to me. It's you know, it's, I gave up the steak hard. and stuff, pork a while ago, but the chi- the chicken, and it was just about feeling. Like I was in New Orleans. And I went to a, a like a Thai restaurant and I mm-hmm. had these noodles. And you know how like usually you, you have the itis and you be all, mm-hmm. you know, that was the first time I had a full feeling and I had energy and it the, it felt good, you know? Yeah. So once you feel that, it, there's a difference, you know, mm-hmm. just your oh, energy awesome. level. And then I started getting sick mm-hmm. off of certain stuff, you know, so I was just like, so it's more my body starting to change and reject stuff. It's not mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm only eating beans because or <laughs> because I don't want to be 105.3 pounds. No, it's not like that. I don't. I eat when I'm hungry, you know, and I just, just eat what's smart. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just what live. my body likes. Yeah, yeah. To live instead live. of the opposite. Ooh, <laughs> coming up with hashtags. Hopefully, somebody writing down these hashtags. Salads and stuff like that. I can feel how pissed off my body is when I do that. Right. Exactly. Like, it's my just, body be yelling at me. It's just like 
What is it? Nothing. <laughs> Crunchy water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be talking shit. Y'all be talking so much shit about the healthy. You, you are, somebody ain't making it right. My movie has a flavor. Okay. <laughs> any um, any like last shout out? Shout out to. <laughs> That's one shout out. Um, right on. I, I guess. I guess. Um. I would definitely say my wild beauties and my beasts because they've been growing with me. And I was really nervous about transitioning and stuff, but they've just been making me feel really comfortable with just evolving and stuff. Oh, hey, please evolve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and my and my team that's been growing and like really supportive and, you know, because like I'm always like the, the motivator and stuff like that. So it's been really nice to just have that reciprocated and mm-hmm. like people like hardcore, like really believing in like what I'm trying to do. Like, it's it's crazy like people are like coming coming to me and like are saying what can I do to help you I want to help you I believe in what you're doing so just like you said it's really nice to know people genuinely believe in what you're trying to do and can see your vision you know yeah Mm -hmm. shout out to shout out to the believers and the dreamers yeah beautiful love that oh this has been so uplifting so thank you so much and everybody watching, listening, make sure you check out Wild B at It's Wild B. And we'll be back in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. our crazy selves, with another episode. Um, and Wild B, thank you for joining. Thank Bal- you so much. <laughs> I can't thank you for me. joining Bad Bitch Hysteria. Yay, Bad Bitch Hysteria. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of this, for you know, mm-hmm. I feel like this is definitely an exchange for both of us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mutually beneficial for everyone, and it's been great talking to you and getting to know you. You're incredible. You're amazing. Thank you, and keep doing what y'all are doing. We need women with a voice, unapologetically talking about things, all the things, yes, <laughs> all the it. things, <laughs> all the things, and nothing going untouched. And I know we're going to tell you again on social, but while we're looking at you, happy birthday. Have an awesome birthday birthday weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, when people start asking me why I'm doing a mold, I'm going to be like, well. You are licensed. (laughs) She's that friend that when you're on live and she want to be on your live and she just be slowly. She's that one. She's that one. Yes. Okay, Autumn, say hi real quick. Hi. Hi. Happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) So cute. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Hugs and kisses. Thank you. Thank you.